Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Following podcast was made purely for satirical purposes and should not be taken seriously. And his name is... It's now time for the Wrestling Roast. Introducing your Roast Masters, KJ and Ali Osatian. It is time to roast. Hi folks, welcome back to the Wrestling Roast. We're your hosts, KJ and Ali Osatian. Hey Ali, what's up? I just uh, got back from my assignment, KJ. So how how was? Uh, I I don't think we can give too many details about the assignment, Ollie. But was it uh-huh. a successful mission? It was a successful assignment. She uh, uh, they, uh, it was fine. Uh, they, she is not dead. Yeah. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, and uh, Ollie, we've got mm-hmm. a big show for the well. We've got a big show uh, for just the folks. Shout out to lawyers and NDAs. Thank you. Um, yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I believe um, today, Ollie. I, I feel like uh, we we need to add extra time. I've spoken to the powers that be, and they have allowed us some extra time on the roast today to cover two pay per views. Um, but but real quick. Uh, how was your trip to Cardiff? Um, sensational, absolutely sensational. Okay. Um, Did you I, happen to catch any dragons? I am dead. I am so dead. Oh. I am no. so tired. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no dragons? Wild. No. Well, there's dragons everywhere. Um, okay. It's whales. Okay. Because I want to be dragging these balls on your face. What? Oh my god, do you play Fortnite? That's so funny. Uh, Is that a Fortnite joke? I didn't yeah, know that. It's a funny uh, joke. Yeah. I saw that on uh, Jen a Louise didn't know thing. what V-Bucks were. And I was like, come on, Jen, you're not that old. Seriously? She has yeah. no idea what a V what's a V-Buck. It's the currency in Fortnite. Oh. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um did you shag any sheep while you were there? No, you know, I didn't see any sheep. I think because Cardiff is a city, there was no sheep. Or the sheep are in hiding because everyone fucks them. Yeah. Well, I will, I'm I will joking, say, I'm I will, joking, I will guys. say this. Um, thank you to a, the person who will rename... Bleh, the person who will remain nameless who hooked up inside the ropes and got us ringside seats for Clash of the Castle. 
That yep. is an experience that I will never forget. So thank Aww. you. You know who you are, and I love yeah. you, and I'm forever indebted to you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, uh, unnamed person. Uh. <laughs> it was well, like, KJ, you've got no idea. Like, I, I'm still, like, we keep talking about it. Um, everyone. So uh, Steve Gunn, uh, Stampy, the, Molly Spartan, myself, um, Kenny and Jen Louise uh, were all sitting mm-hmm. ringside and it was so good like I can't I'm trying to like I was thinking about what I was going to say on the podcast to put into words it was so different like see the, the just from like a production standpoint like not yeah. even not even like obviously the wrestling was tremendous but the well oiled machine of WWE I don't think gets enough credit it is so well managed and run. There's so many people there making sure that what you see in the ring is working. There's like right. there's like a guy whose job w- was just to make sure that the people in the front row, um, like these ki- they had the seats in the front row that were just like switching out for like camera cuts. It was his job to make yeah. sure that the right people were there. There was a person who whose job was to top up the commentator's makeup when a video package was on. There was a, mm-hmm. the Samantha Irvin had a an assistant and like and then there was like a like a guy at the side like telling people to sit down so that they could get a good shot. Even before the barricade spot, there was like three guys that come over and un unloosen the barricade for the barricade spot. Oh, killing K Fabe here. It was just it was just tremendous. <laughs> but even so, like the people, the wrestlers themselves and the ring, like we were so close. We could see everything. But yeah. they work so close you couldn't tell that it was like not stiff, but really snug. Everything yeah. looked so good with the exception of maybe the Shayna Baszler and Liv Morgan match that was a bit right that was a bit sloppy at points it wasn't Shayna it was as Liv she was just getting too excited but everything even like the pre-show match everything just looked so snug and the Walter and Sheamus match I was convinced that it was they were really hitting each other there was no choreograph (laughs) it was so real (laughs) I couldn't believe it it was so wild um well, let's let's get some more of your thoughts as as we're doing the the roast. Um, uh-huh. You know, it it uh, since I wasn't there, I, I'm just gonna throw in uh, the closest I've ever sat was uh, Rumble 2017. I was fourth row from the ring, and uh, it it's it's a spe- it's 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 a spectacle. It really is a spectacle. It's it's really how you described it, where. You know they're so larger than life, and they're right there in front of you, and it's 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 crazy. It's 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 something else. So yeah. I I understand what you mean. And uh, so after the last podcast I did with Kenny, Kenny told me that he was going to surprise you guys with the the ringside seats, and I was so jealous. I was like, oh my god, I can't the, believe we're missing. The this. irony is, KJ, we had an extra seat. You should have came. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, and guess what we got? We got the fucking the take home chair. We got the steel chair yeah. to take home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's so good! It's so good. We didn't it's even so know. Good. We're like, how the fuck did we get this home? <laughs> yeah, did you have to cut the the zip ties? Oh no, some guy came and cut the zip ties because you had like a, oh you had like a special. It was like VIP golden circle wristband, and right. you could order drinks to your seat. Someone just brought you drinks, so you didn't have to get oh, up. Wow, and um. You had VIP Wi-Fi. <laughs> wow. Oh, is that how you were sending me yeah, all the videos? that's how I could send you the oh. videos. They were sending so quick because, see, if you came off the Wi-Fi, your phone didn't work. Yeah. Guys, I, I have to say, Ollie, Ollie's the fucking best. He he sent me videos of everything I would have wanted to see at that show from his perspective. So it was. I appreciate you so much, Ollie. Yeah. Thank did you. you like my... I was like, we need to mark out hard when Edge comes out, and Louise was like, "Oh, and Molly, Molly was like, oh, that won't be hard." So uh, that yeah. was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, before we actually start talking about the wrestling, uh, when every time the hard cam zoomed out, I I just looked in the bottom right corner for bright red hair, and there was Molly Spartan, and then Ollie, Jen, Kenny, Stu, and uh, no, it was Stempy. Kenny Stu, I think it was in that yeah, order. That was so, it, yeah. so, 
Yeah, so I could fucking see everyone standing there. It was fucking great. I get to see wrestling. I get to see my friends. It was fucking great. So I wish, oh, I wish I could have been there. But yeah, that was, it looked like a fucking blast. Uh, did, how many times did Jen cry? Um, she No, she was quite teary when we first walked in, but um, she didn't She didn't really cry. Okay. Oh, such a shame. Jen crying is one of the best parts of wrestling. Uh, but, Ollie. <laughs> There is so much to talk about. We all want your perspective of things. So uh, I think I think we need to put 45 minutes on that cock tick. Cock. TikTok boys. All right, Ollie. Let's start with Clash at the Castle. And the first thing I got to ask you is... Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And is this what all the Scottish and Welsh and British people do after a UK wrestling show is done? Do you all just sing songs? I, I heard we we may possibly have like a voice note from from Tyson Fury because you know he was we, we he, he saw you we guys don't. we don't we don't I thought we would no we definitely I thought we don't. should I thought we would no Tyson Tyson Fury is I just <laughs> he's not a good person I'm sorry <laughs> I don't if you if you like Tyson Fury good for you but he his stance on certain things that are very dear to me I just can't ever like him although when he did when he punched austin theory i cheered but it wasn't for yeah. tyson theory. <laughs> um, okay so there's lots of things i want to say i don't know how i'm gonna get it all yeah. out um but uh so all out ah, i see what you did there so i get it if drew had won the titles the singing because you're celebrating right yeah but losing and then singing why are you so happy you just lost the biggest match of your life you should not yes. be singing songs. You should not be. Yes. You should not be having fun in the ring. You should be like. You should look like John Cena after he lost to the Rock at WrestleMania 28. You should be sitting on yep. the ramp with your your head in your hands because you you lost. Oh, you but should... they couldn't do that because Will Osprey did it on fucking Dynamite. He stole that spot. Who? Who's know? Will Osprey? Like who cares? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> No, oh, if you're uh, a all hard... the AEW guys just turned off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're a diehard AEW fan, you're probably not going to like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, yeah, so he's singing. So, was, KJ, so can I, so I was talking to uh, uh, Finley Martin because uh, we went for a drink with Finley Martin and his wife after the show. Um, mm-hmm. And me and Finn were talking and I was saying to him that the point in the match when Theory came out to cash in and Tyson Fury punched Theory and then Drew hit the Claymore into the chair and everyone was looking at the punch and then turned to the ring, the Claymore hit, it was perfect timing Mm -hmm. and he dropped down and everyone was ready for it. The one, the two, the three, you've created this moment that would be played back for the next 30 years. So 30 years ago, you had the Bulldog winning the Intercontinental title against Bret Hart. That is one of the most iconic moments in wrestling, especially British wrestling, right? Then yeah, if, if you had Drew win the title, even if you just had him win it for one month, that would have been the moment that gets played back. The, the first WWE pay-per-view in 30 years, the British guy wins the titles, he vanquishes the evil heel that's been dominating it's the moment that we all wanted we didn't get it which is sad but that moment when that all happened it reminded me of wrestlemania 28 in the hell in a cell when Shawn michaels hit the super kick on the undertaker and then oh. triple h hit the pedigree and you thought the streak is done i bet as much for that moment which was one of the biggest moments in my wrestling fandom as much as that moment there in that stadium and it didn't happen and after that it was so deflated mm-hmm. um i so yeah I, I don't know like the solo sokoa thing was good and the way that the match was booked was good 
if that was at Extreme Rules that had happened, like the next pay per view yep. coming up, that's fine. But because of how it was built up, we got we got Broken Dreams, we got the big entrance. Yep. You know, it, it was perfect. And I get that you want to have Roman have this long title reign, but the moment would be remembered. And Roman can win the belt back. No one will remember that Drew's reign was only for 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 a month or whatever. Like no one remembers right, how yeah. long the Bulldogs' reign was. They just remember the moment that the Bulldog won the title in Wembley, like the British the British it's guy nice. won. So it doesn't matter. Like go back to your plan. Roman can kick up a fuss, say that Tyson Fury got involved, and blame it on that. Blame it that he didn't have the Usos, etc., etc. And then do the Solo Sokoa thing next month at, at Extreme Rules. And then you've still got that moment, and then that 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 could that's the moment, one of the moments that gets played in Drew's Hall of Fame speech, or what is the moment that you play when you're trying to sell tickets for the next Clash at the Castle, or if there is another one, that's the big moment. And I think that they really missed the boat on that, and especially Triple H with that interview saying, you know, that this is his first one where he's in charge of all the creative, and I think he just missed the beat on it. Um, but I don't know what are your thoughts on it from from like a, I'm talking from like inside the arena and like being there for the weekend and the vibe of the people and everyone talking and what everyone's opinion was i, I don't know especially you're not you're in the uk you're watching from an international place and you're watching on the network and you're following it the way that we follow everything that's on in america how is the perspective different there i feel like i could be slightly biased in my opinion i i well there there surely is a sense of camaraderie for for all the uk fans you know kenny kenny felt the same way there was like it's a drew's weekend you know and and you can't you can't blame any of you guys for that because obviously if if Drew if you guys weren't so firmly behind Drew and wanting him to win and believing that he would win then then wrestling would not be doing itself justice. Drew McIntyre would not be doing a good job and the whole story including Roman Reigns and everything would not be doing such a good job if you guys were like ah Roman's probably leaving with the titles. I am removed from that so for me it's not it's not my countryman i'm a honorary scott in quotation mark right so i was rooting for drew obviously in the match i wanted drew to win if he won it would have been big pop for me but it you know to me i'm, I'm still remembering okay it's a wwe they have a bigger picture for sure with roman dropping to the rock or whatever it is at wrestlemania so to me i felt if they can captivate the fans. If they can get the fans behind Drew, give them broken dreams and everything, people will be behind him. And that's what you need to do. I I I like I know Solo Sokoa. I've I've watched some of his matches before I stopped watching NXT two point oh. So there I the for me I'm thinking from perspective of what if it, what if there's someone who doesn't watch NXT two point oh how how are they going to react to that? <laughs> I mean, I was like... ringside and I heard Michael Cole shouting who it was <laughs> <laughs> on the commentary. I could hear him. Around everyone, everyone was going crazy, but Michael Cole stood up and was shouting it at the top of his voice. <laughs> Michael Cole, I... <laughs> by the way, was incredible on commentary. I think I was texting you every big thing he was saying and like the the spot where he called the Uranagi slam the rock bottom and yeah. um he made a mention of the the three the the team that Asuka, Io Sky and Io's sister were in in back in Japan Michael Cole was fucking amazing on commentary and and we all knew this and we've we've spoken about it before that Michael Cole is good when he's not held back by people and and he's just showing you how good he's so, in commentary. I heard a theory um, at the weekend. I was talking to some people at the bar. So sorry um, before before oh, sorry. before go you go on. I just want to say that um, you know with I I start believing, and and I put it out there, and I sort of thought like, what if this is where they give Drew that WrestleMania moment he never got, the one where he he should have got but covid ruined for him what if this is that get, moment the one he was supposed to get from brock brock exactly yeah, yeah like what if this is that they didn't they didn't he lost his match against bobby lashley the next year and we were like what the fuck is going on it's drew mcintyre he should be winning and what if this is that moment and i started believing you know so i i completely understand your perspective you know i feel like as the story progresses as long as they keep drew hot and relevant in the title picture that's fine i and i think like a lot of people i was very confused and i was not happy with the way the show went off the air 
had they done that just for the crowd so can i ask kj okay? i've not watched it back um i had to go to do like a press the press Presser. conference thing yeah. after so i left my seat as soon as the bell rang so i i knew they were i could hear them singing in the ring but i don't know at what point it went off air what did because then drew started singing a different song was it off the air by then like how did it finish no so so it went off the air when drew's music played so okay basically they did um sweet caroline and and then uh and then they both stand up in the corners and they're cheering and that's kind of where it went off the air so drew did this little promo thing and i felt like drew wasn't very happy about doing that either you know because he just seemed a bit confused, and I feel like WWE is like, hey, it's Tyson Fury, get him in the ring, and let's close the show with Tyson Fury. So, you know, and, and Tyson Fury obviously is a big so, name in the UK. Tyson Fury, knows him. do you want to know a little, like, sort of backstage thing? Tyson oh, Fury, I love this, yeah. he, he totally fucked it, right? Because, when, <laughs> because like, the producers were going mental when, that, when this happened. So Roman's in the ring celebrating, right? And Tyson's obviously going to come into the ring. But he just gets up and leaves ringside and fucking starts walking away. And like 20 people get up and start following him and all these cameramen start following him and all these producers are running after him. And they're going, where's Tyson? Where's he going? He's like, get him fucking back. He needs to be in the ring right now. We're going off the air. And there was all this commotion and we're all going, what the fuck's going on? And then he just, oh, then, he, then he came around the other side. He obviously got confused as to what he had to do. He thought he was maybe yeah. coming down the entrance way, but he, and then they eventually got him oh. in the ring. But everyone was panicked to fuck. Like, where the fuck's Tyson? Oh god! <laughs> and he's like legit six seven or something. Yeah, so he's a big. He's dude. a big guy. It's it's not it's not easy to miss him, but um, but yeah, it was it was just a really strange ending to a good show. I wasn't I wasn't happy with the way it went off the air. I, I was very confused. I was like, Drew should not be happy about this. And and he tried to, you know, to Drew's credit, he tried to make it seem like, you know, I will be back and I the those championships need better representation and, and I will be the champion one day or whatever he said. And, you know, he, he tried, but the singing was good. God, that was just... It was like, oh, what do British people like to do? They like chanting stuff? They sang Metalingus like a, like an hour ago? That Come on, let's, let's all sing. Be- that should be a thing though, right? Everyone should oh, just sing it. Oh my Although, god. I don't Alter Bridge. Think, yeah, I, I they Alter they're making Bridge so much money. Something. They're making so Those much guys, money off of <laughs> They posted something, they're like, Hey Edge, let's let's do this already. And that's that's yeah. for me. WrestleMania, oh, Alter Bridge entrance. Uh, um, but <laughs> see that see the Judgment Day song? It's been stuck in my head all weekend. I can't get it out of my head. Oh yeah. It's so good. If you believe I us, do- I don't know the words, I just know the noises. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, right, but anyway... What a great um, so, I, heard, I heard this talk to these people at the bar, and they had this theory that uh-huh. Cody wins the Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And The Rock and Roman are, in, on night one, have their match. But Cody says, I want to face the winner of this match. And then the following, so so say Roman's going to beat The Rock on night one, and then the next night, Cody beats Roman and becomes the champion. I think that's a pretty good theory. I I like that. However, The Rock is closing WrestleMania. Let's let's be let's be fair about that. Rock would close WrestleMania. He's not going to be night one. He's not gonna. Un- but the unless Rock's he not, wins, the Rock's not going to win the titles, right? If if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna have so I'm thinking you don't need the titles for this match. You don't need it. But if you add the titles to it, WWE wants it always to be as big as it possibly can, right? The Rock's not going to win because if the Rock wins, what is he doing with the belts? He's not going to wrestle at SummerSlam. He's not going to drop the belts to someone he's it's his last match ever he's 50 years old he's gonna work with his family member if he ever if he does that's who it's gonna be but he's not gonna win i tell you what i tell you i tell you what if if i so i i told you this before we started recording i got i think i got every prediction of this weekend correct right clash of the castle and all out i think i got every single prediction correct um but when it comes to The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, I really don't know who would win that. I really don't. Because 
who beats Roman? It has to be someone like The Rock, right? It has to be a megastar. You could do it with Cody, but, and you make but, Cody a megastar. But if if The Rock throws everything at Roman, and Roman has to use his whole family against The Rock, so they've got Solo Sokoa in now, Paul Heyman's going to be back. You've got the Usos. He uses a whole family against The Rock. Puts everything. The Rock takes him to the fucking limit. And he's dead after the match, but he just manages to beat him. Right? One of those like total struggle matches and he just manages to do it. Then the following yeah. night, a fresh Cody, biggest match of his career, main event of WrestleMania. Roman's tired. He's hurt. He's beat up. The Usos are tired and hurt and beat up. That is your answer because then Cody can take advantage that Roman's weakened and then defeat him. But that's not a babyface thing. But it is like because baby face, it is because but, uh, but it is because Cody's vanquishing this evil Roman Reigns. He is, but he would. You don't want your babyface to take advantage of a weekend. Well, like we, we'll get to we'll get to the all out thing in a second. Kind of like ties into a little bit of what we're talking about here. But it's it just I feel like if Cody's gonna beat Roman, he has to beat Roman at Roman's best. And that's how you make Cody a megastar. That's how Cody becomes at the level of your Roman Reigns, your Brock Lesnar, and all these guys. So he has credibility. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, it, it would be hard for me to see that theory come true. I, I don't think The Rock would, would end night one unless he wins it and then drops the titles to Cody the next but night. But in saying that, in saying that, KJ Austin was main evented night one. So it's but, not. But he showed up the next night. That's what I mean. Right? I mean, The Rock could show up the next night. That's, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if, if if The Rock is able to wrestle two nights in a row, that would be amazing, and have him beat Roman or does, the first or night. Or does and the then... Rock does the Rock help Cody in the main event of night two? See, that's more that's more right. plausible. Okay, that's okay. more plausible. Yeah. So so that could be a thing, but right now WWE is firing because then because then Cody's getting the rub off The Rock. Exactly. So The Rock's exactly. giving Roman the rub and Cody the rub. Yeah, so he's rubbing them both. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what else did you enjoy from the show? I mean, the Dominic Mysterio heel turn that clothes Ray Mysterio. This guy knows how to sell a heel turn. What the fuck? The first of all, Eddie Guerrero, Batista, Batista, and <laughs> and now Dominic Mysterio. All of it was, them it was so well done. It was so well done. And it because of where we were sitting, it was getting played directly to us. So yeah. it was it was done so well. Dominic Mysterio handled it so well. The facial expressions, everything was great. Oh, the only one thing was, though, his shoes fell off. I don't know if you caught that on camera. Yeah, yeah his, his one <laughs> shoe came off, and then he took the other yeah, one off. He took the other one off. <laughs> so then Edge is just standing there like after the cameras are off, and they're him and Ray are looking at each other going, what the fuck are we doing with these shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just walked out. I was like, I, was like, I hope the, the steel grate isn't cold, because like, that would feel really bad. <laughs> Unlike your your socks, but yeah, so uh, he finally fucking did it, Ollie. He finally turned heel, and and now we have Dominic Mysterio possibly side siding with the Judgment Day, who were sitting there laughing at Ray and Edge. That was <laughs> that's become like a gift meme now. Um, do you want do you want another uh, behind the scenes funny thing? Of that happened? course, always. <laughs> right, so, do you remember the spot at ringside during the Judgment Day match where um, Bala got knocked into the crowd, and then Damien Priest and Rey Mysterio were like on the barricade? Right. Yeah. 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 So, Damien Priest nuts were on. So the Balor right? was lying directly next to us, right? Right. Um, and uh, like, so it was Molly Spartan in the aisleway, then Finn Balor. And then but sitting in front of us was Finn Balor's family. And uh, okay. the cameraman was standing behind Finn Balor and he was filming Finn and Finn was selling. And then it, he, he put the camera up to point up at Damien Priest. And Finn Balor looked to the side to his dad and gave him a wink and said, all right, dad. <laughs> and then the camera <laughs> and then the camera came back and looked down and then Finn Balor started selling again. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um <laughs> we we met uh or we didn't meet him but we saw him with his family at the bar in new york right yeah that yeah, one did, time yeah. it was just there yeah so i yeah, yeah his dad was right there that's so funny um what was your favorite match of the night um 
Would it be Roman Drew? Because that was a fantastic match. I think in ring it was Sheamus and Gunter, but I think yeah. for the spectacle of it and the the enjoyment of it and the one I was most invested in was uh, Roman and Drew for sure. Right. I'm I'm disappointed we didn't see a sort of uh, homage to the ending of SummerSlam '92. I was hoping that Drew would pull that out of the bag and just like do the Rana cover on on Roman, but then Roman would kick mm. out. You know, KG, that would be really would, good. Yeah. The, obviously, the crowd was really loud, um, yeah. and I've seen little clips of things, but I've not watched the show. Mm-hmm. Did the crowd come across uh, come across really well on TV? Very well. I was on Twitter like most of the night, and one of the most repeated topics was how amazing the crowd is. And you know, uh, WWE. I have to say, like you know, if you think about it, um, because the scarcity of the shows in. Uh, the UK and Canada and stuff. So the crowds that come to these shows are so hot. And I'd hope that any wrestling fan that goes to any wrestling show um, in the US, you know, they sort of replicate this because the show comes off so much better. Like, it was fucking loud. It was energetic. There's a vibe. People are singing Metalingus and whatever other fucking songs there are. It's like, it was fucking amazing. So, you know... um, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of our listeners were there in Cardiff as well. You know, it was. It was. A, I'm sure it was a great time for everyone, and it just looks like such a fucking fun time, and it it really showed. Yeah. So to to what you're asking, yes, I felt like it was a fucking like electric crowd. You know, That's awesome. very energetic. That's so good. Um, oh, think, there was beach I, balls. There was beach balls at, uh, during the Shady Baseball oh. match, but the security were so quick to get them because Molly Spartan okay. was like. It's not a fucking beach ball. <laughs> oh, she would have fucked someone up. She almost did once. Remember? Yeah, she when, did, yeah. That's what. That's when Top Dollar was like. He had her back. <laughs> that was. That's so crazy to think. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, uh, Clash of the Castle. Before we no. move on to All Out. Um. No, I think that covers it. Tremendous. Well. Yeah. Let's talk about All Out because. Okay, can I boy. just preface oh, this boy. to any AEW fans before we get going? I do not dislike AEW. I like AEW. Same. I like AEW same. when it's good, okay? It's same. the same with WWE. I like it when it's good, right? I can call it it's shit when it's bad. It doesn't mean that I'm not invested in the product, okay? So if you're going to get butthurt, take that buttheartness some to another podcast because we're going to be negative about the negative things that happened and we're going to be positive yeah. about the positive things that happened because we're being objective. Is that fair? Yes. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. My uh, first positive is that all that was under four hours. My positives end there. So <laughs> let's talk about... <laughs> no, there's more no, positives than I'm that. Joking. But I'm, yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. I'm um, joking. So uh, let, let's start with like in the chronological order. I didn't watch the um, Lights Out, which is the buy-in, which is... No, neither. There's so many fucking names for I it. I think it was called I, Zero I, I Hour or something. I'm not Zero sure. Zero Hour, yeah. yeah I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch that, no. So uh, Jericho Appreciation, Appreciation Society with uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello, who looked fucking gorgeous, by the way. Um, both of them defeated Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Hook defended his uh, FTW championship against Angela Parker. Pac defeated Kip Sabian, which baffles me that Kip Sabian held this fucking story for one year under that fucking Osimo Cartman looking mask. Oh my for, god, it's Osimo! It's so awesome. Yeah, it's Osimo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he held that for a fucking year and then lost the match. The first I match am he has. Osimo. <laughs> I am Osimo. Uh, you should. You should tell me. Put your penis in my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Eddie Kingston defeated Tomohiro Ishii uh, in a singles match. So that's nothing interesting there. Let's start off with the casino ladder match. Um, it was, uh, you know, six participants. Seventh was the Joker. So it's uh, Claudio, uh, Wheeler Utah, Wheel R Utah, Wheel Penta, Wheeler Utah, Wheeler Utah, Wheel R Utah, Penta El Cerro Miedo. Uh, Ray Phoenix, Rush, and Andrade El Idolo, and Dante Martin. Sorry, those, those were the seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
So there's eight competitors in this whole thing. Um, Dante Martin was the only one without a, a partner in this match for the most part. And then by the time the Joker comes out, we see a bunch of people rush out and beat up everyone in the a ring. Bunch of, a bunch and of then, people rush out or rush out? Rushed. 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 Uh, and uh, they leave the space open for the Joker to come out. Stokely Hathaway, a.k.a. Malcolm Bivens, uh, pulls the fucking casino poker chip out and then hands it to the Joker. And then the Joker is about to reveal, doesn't do the reveal, and walks backstage. I was like, that can't be. Nah, that can't be. This KJ, this was one of the worst ladder matches I've ever seen. What the fuck was Claudio Castagnoli doing with that ladder with Andrade on the top? With, for, it seemed oh like my God. for about five minutes. What was he doing? What was he trying to do? I, and then and then Andrade just jumped <laughs> off it because it wasn't. And it was so. <laughs> what the fuck was going on? I thought he looked, he was trying to like catapult him or something, and I just didn't understand until was he, he like, trying to was he trying it. to swing it? Like I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he was trying, but it it did not. You know the the ladder match had some because in the start it was Wheeler Utah and um uh what's his name fucking uh, Ray Phoenix right so the two of them are starting the match and then Roosh is the third competitor to come out so they did this like a Royal Rumble style they didn't do the whole you know like the, they, what they I usually swear do. they change the rules to this match every time it's on uh, yeah it's so hard to fucking yeah. follow yeah and so Roosh. Is coming out like he's walking down the rampway, and there's no urgency in him getting into the ring. And he's wearing white. Ray Phoenix is wearing white. Okay, and R- they both have white masks as well when they come out. <laughs> and then Andrade so, was wearing white too. <laughs> so, and, and 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 the problem is, it's cutting between these two guys, and I have no idea if Rush is in the ring or if he's still walking down the ramp. While Wheeler Utah is trying to pull the poker chip down. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he ran to the ring. And then it cuts to the rampway. And he's still fucking walking down, cheering the crowd on. And the commentary are calling him out. They're like, there's no urgency from Roosh. There's absolutely no urgency. He's not even looking at the fucking ring. And like, the commentary also the said... Who the booking this? The commentary almost said at the start, um, the poker chip can be won at any time. So... I was like, so what's the advantage of coming out last? You're not the freshest guy if the match is over, if the third guy out gets it. It exactly. doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's just so weird. Well, so, so, like, so, so if Dante Martin won it in the first, like, before even Rush came out, then did that mean that like, no one else was involved in it? And I, I, yeah, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for people to make comparisons to James Ellsworth winning it for Carmella. Like, I feel like this is what's going to happen <laughs> over here. Because Malcolm Bivens won it for... The eventual MJF. So, 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 so I don't know what Tony Khan was thinking. This was going to be a huge thing that the masked guy would come out and Stokely had to be able to get handed it the 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 poker chip because it it just felt flat. The crowd didn't understand what was happening. They kind of thought it might have been MJF. Some people thought it was EC3. Some people thought it was Ricky Starks. And then Tony Khan probably dropped about fifty thousand dollars of his gate money on sympathy for the devil. <laughs> By the yeah. Rolling Stones, Literally. and it didn't make yeah. any sense. There was no one was cheating it, and it, it was just a really odd moment. Maybe in his head you know, it was going to be this big thing, but it didn't. It just felt weird and awkward. You know what it was? It was supposed to be John Cena standing in the ring, and then cult of personality hits for the first time. People are like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then out comes CM Punk, and people fucking. So we're lose supposed their to believe that the person that and... who has heat with the owner of the company. Had now has so much stroke that the owner of the company would license one of the biggest songs in the world for him to do uh, an entrance for a schmoz finish in the first match of a ladder match at pay per view. I yeah, I I think I think that's what it is. <laughs> I, I I don't know because again I also want to talk about one spot because I thought this was fucking ridiculous where the ladder like Dante Martin gets into the ring he starts doing all the flips and stuff and he's running and then a ladder literally tilts and hits him. On, on the top of his back and he completely no-sells it. And and the commentary were literally like, oh my god, the ladder! And he no-sells, he's like, oh, I guess he, he doesn't care. Well, he what is, the he, fuck? He is trained by the Young Bucks, so... Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a really surprising thing later on in the night where I was very shocked to see that uh, Brian Danielson his song is actually sung by a man 
I, I thought that was a woman's voice the entire time. How awkward was it that he wasn't wearing a top? Oh, the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was so it weird. It was so weird. Like, like, like... like, there's something in my brain where if it's a wrestler and it's a wrestling match, you're allowed to basically be naked and it's normal, right? I yeah. Think most wrestling yeah. fans are the same. But anyone who's not a wrestler with it, with their top off on a wrestling show, you're like, why does that man, why is that man not wearing any clothes? It looks weird. <laughs> And then when they hugged, I was like, that's really homoerotic. But if he was a wrestler, it would have been fine. Something in my brain Absolute was just idea. confused. I didn't understand. And he was miming. He mimed the whole song. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so stupid. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why are you doing this? Like, just sing the fucking song. And if, if especially if it's your voice. It was so yeah. weird. It was yeah. so fucking weird. That was the slowest match I've ever watched in my life. Brian Danielson it looked was, awkward during his entrance. He 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 looked very awkward. It was the longest match on the card, by the way. Did you know that? KJ, you just said that you thought it was slow. It was like they were uh-huh. wrestling in mud. Brian Danielson <laughs> was wrestling so slow so that Jericho could keep up. I, I just struggled with this match so you, you know much, the, the, the spot that I actually rewound and watched it because it just showed how much of a pro that Danielson was and how gub Jericho was. You know the tombstone spot where they did the reversals? Yeah. Danielson yeah. was, he was, it was as if he was doing a training seminar at wrestling school. He was going so slow. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so fucking weird, Ollie. And then, you know, uh, like uh, harping back a little bit. Um, when, and then Jericho had, I'm, just I'm, won. Jericho won out of nowhere. Yeah, Why? Like, how? How? Just, it, just, just the fucking like he. What was the movie hit before the elbow? Um, he um, did the low blow. Aubrey Edwards was in the corner oh, yeah, the and he blow. hit the low blow. He, he was, he was getting yeah. his ass handed to him. There was no way he was winning. And then he wins with his stupid Judas effect. And it's like, you just beat the best wrestler in the whole fucking company. Like, why? It, I, he used to be I, I did not like this match. Daniel Bryan is losing to Daniel Garcia and you think right well when when it comes to the big match against the star quotation marks he's gonna get his <laughs> yeah. win back and he lost yeah. <sighs> there are so many problems with this show Ali I cannot um, wait to hear Finley Martin talk about all out <laughs> I'll I'm. I'll tell you a little bit of something. Uh, what Phil Neymar? Phil oh well, Neymar no, well, don't, me don't, don't because, I, no, don't because he's very not here. particular. All right, okay, right, okay. Not here. I'll <laughs> okay. tell you afterwards. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Um. Anyways, uh, let's go back to swerving our glory versus the acclaimed, and um, and this match also was fucking like so long. This is ah. That's why. It was the second longest match on the card. Um, and it also seemed to last forever. And then at the end, when they're doing the whole big, you know, like fucking Keith Lee puts his, his fingers out the for the scissor me daddy thing. Yeah. The entire fucking arena boos. They fucking booed it. And it just, it was so awkward. It didn't make any sense. The, the acclaimed, the wrestlers are the standing, acclaimed should have won the titles there. That should have been the move. They should have fucking won the titles. They were so That's over. Literally what I said. And it was they one of the. So it wasn't even that good of a rap at the start, but it was. Yeah, the crowd were eating about. into it, and it's like these are the guys. Put the titles on them. No one cares about swerving our glory. Keith Lee's yes, way better on his yes. own. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They just, this was just like, oh yeah, two WWE guys. All right, let's put them in tag team together. Literally, that's what it feels like. So that was really awkward. Um, you know, uh, Motor City Machine Guns. I like, I've watched some of their stuff on TNA or Impact, and I just yeah, felt cool. Okay, the the nice butt. moment when Dax's daughter came out at the end. That was really sweet. I like that. I, that was lovely. Well, TMI for that. But the whole match, I'm thinking, why? why are FTR in this match? Why are they not fighting the Young yeah. Bucks? This is so dumb. Like, there's no heat in this match. Who cares? Um, And I'm going, FTR, as soon as FTR's, the, the, that first uh, chime of their music hits, everyone always goes mental. doesn't matter where you are, mm-hmm. what stadium, what arena in the country. You hear that, everyone loses their shit. They've got all those bloody belts. They need AEW belts as well. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, they they should be challenging for the AEW tag team titles. And I fucking um, love FTR, it, man. Same. I I mean, 
Wardlow was so much fun, and now he's been reduced to this, and it's just like, yeah, I don't care about Wardlow this. should have had a big Jay match Lethal. on pay per view as well. Exactly, exactly, and it's funny because <laughs> the commentary said all the titles are being defended tonight. I'm like, literally. Wardlow is in a six-man tag match. Oh, oh yeah, what there was the a there was a sixteen matches, so there's actually more titles than that, so it would be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Tony Khan at the start of AEW was like, "We're gonna only have a few titles and make them mean something." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that lasted long. Um, what do you make of uh, the Elite winning the trios title? Okay, I will say this was this was an entertaining match I, I i was entertained but it was that old that old chestnut of i'm going into this match knowing it's a young bucks and kenny omega match i know there's not going to be yeah. selling i know they're not going to tag in and out there's not going to make any sense no one's going to sell i i thought it was an, a cool little ending the way they did it but mm. it's not that that kind of style is not for me like i don't I don't enjoy it. Like I don't, I don't bite for the false finishes. I, I because and no one sells. There's no psychology. It's, it's. I think was it you that said this or someone I was talking to? It, it's like McDonald's. You was it Kenny that Kenny. said this? Yeah, it's like McDonald's. You you eat it and it's good at the time, and then an hour later you're hungry and you feel like shit. It's a so <laughs> it's a food analogy. Yeah. Of course, it's Kenny. Yeah, Kenny true. loves a food analogy. <laughs> a true a food analogy or a cock analogy. It's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my girlfriend's been quoting Kenny the whole week. It's like <laughs> Oh, oh, she's our new favorite Scotsman it, now, it, has she? Yeah, I, apparently, yeah. She's oh, like, AEW's oh, well. the dick I gave to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Um, um, it's true, it's yeah, true. No, so, it's, it, it I, they told they told the story. They told it the way that they tell stories, which isn't the stories. The way, it's like if you go see a, a DC movie and you prefer DC over Marvel, it's the same sort of concept, but it's done differently. And I much prefer the way Marvel do it. So yeah, I feel like that's how I, I'm I, in my I will, head. I will say this was the most enjoyable match for me on the card. I I enjoyed the thing that they were doing where. They're holding the young bucks back, and Kenny can't kick out, but he does kick out. And I thought the creative, the finish was very creative with you know uh, Adam Page, you know, doing the finisher. Oh, it's not creative per se, but it was it was different from what they usually do. So I like that. Um, and Omega got the win, and I think the right team did get the win. But um, yeah, it was it was you know I I wasn't a big fan of the wrestling on the show. Again, as you and I have said many times, it's not exactly for us. KG, very story based wrestling. KG, nothing felt. Nothing felt. Look, with the exception of the main event, nothing felt big. It didn't. Yeah. Like, like if you, if you, this like, card. Let's, let's do the comparison to Clash at the Castle. Okay, okay. So the main event felt huge, right? Yes. I think yeah. that I think that if you look at both shows the whole weekend, the 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 main event felt like the biggest match of the weekend at Clash of the Castle. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gunter and Sheamus felt big. Yes. Yeah. It um, became the, big. The, yeah, the Mysterios and the Judgment Day felt big. Yeah. Yeah. But also, um, Ollie, don't don't forget that there's a lot of... WWE does this really well where in the card, they add things to keep you interested. So you have you have the opening match at Clash of the Castle with, you know, damage control and all that. But then immediately after that match, you have the reuniting of Imperium, right? So people are like, oh, fuck, Imperium's back. Holy shit. What's going to happen in this match? And boom, you have interest. You have Dominic Mysterio in the fourth match of the night turning on his dad at the end. So boom, again, interest. So WWE does this little storytelling thing throughout the card. Whereas All Out, it's match after match after match so, after match after so match. So I'm just, after while, you, while you've been talking, I'm checking the run times of both shows. So All uh-huh. Out was on for three hours, 57 minutes, and it had 14 matches. Clash at the Castle was yes. on for three hours thirty, and it had six matches. Yeah. So, so what does that tell you, right? Yeah. It's it's overstimulation, and uh-huh. I can't. I I don't give people. It's it's literally including the the zero hour matches. It's fifteen matches on this card. Yeah, half of 15. the matches should have been on 
Dynamite or Rampage. They didn't feel like pay-per-view yes. matches. They're just like thrown on. It reminded me of when we watched WCW pay-per-views and they build like the three big main main matches in WCW and then the rest is just like thrown on the card and you're like, oh, I didn't know they were wrestling. Yeah, it's like fucking Lash LaRue versus uh, Kaz Hayashi. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? What, what am I watching here? Yeah. Like, why am I watching this match? So it's it's exactly what that and and to be fair right there are stories like powerhouse powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks there's a story there but then Wardlow and FDR like that Wardlow has a story with Jay Lethal and suddenly FDR and Motor City Machine Guns are added to this like the Motor City Machine Guns don't even work in the company and, exactly and then the Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory that was thrown together last second as well like like two weeks ago or one week ago even. Um, uh, Thunder Rosa, she she drops the title, and last week we find out it's going to be a fatal four way. Um, and and the, and then you know, okay, we're we're shitting on it. Fine, come come to Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, where there's an actual so story, this, and it's so yeah, actually yeah. really good. So this is built up really well for months and months and months. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to this match. I'm going. Same. Edge had a fucking banger at the castle. Now it's Christian's turn to have a fucking banger. It's against Jungle Boy. You know what I mean? It's going to be really good. And we don't even get the match. Yeah, which what okay, the look, fuck? I'm, I'm I'm in for that, but on a card where you have barely any stories, the one match with a story that you hook people with, you 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 burn. And and I I said this to Kenny last week. Like, go back and listen to the predictions. I said exactly the same thing would happen. And and Kenny questioned me. He's like, so Luchasaurus is gonna turn heel, then turn babyface, and then turn heel again. I was like, no, because he's he's just a heel. He's a heel. He's been he a heel never throughout. actually put. You were right. He never actually touched Cage. He never actually fully he went didn't. babyface. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So so and they gave him a new theme song and stuff. So obviously he's not gonna fucking just turn babyface, right? So it it was just there, and and I'm happy to see this, right? I'm happy for the story. I'm happy for the way it's unfolding. But, but this should as, have happened said, if this exact thing happened and they say we're going to have this big match in Chicago on Dynamite and this happened on Dynamite and then you had the match at the pay-per-view, that would have been fine too. But you did it at the pay-per-view, or, which is supposed to be the payoff. Or give us the match and then have Luchasaurus turn on, on Jungle Boy in the match. Yeah. Do something in the match. And he built, uh, built it up like match. Jack Perry and it was all and then it was just yes. such a Russo. It was such a Russo move. <laughs> it, it was. was. It, really it was so Russo. <laughs> I was just thinking, is what well, yeah, fuck. Anyway, so let's move on to um, more of it. We, we've, we've got, got so about three and a half minutes because Oh, we've not yeah. got time. There's we, so much more to, to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> CM Punk and John Moxley. Um the match the match takes place. It was a decent match, kinda. Uh, I, I was burnt out at this point, you know, uh, like the, the six man tag took place before this with Darby Allen, Sting, Mira and stuff. And that was a bit weird. That was just well, a Sting match. It was, fine. it was fine. It was entertaining. It yeah. Was fine. yeah. Yeah. It was all right. But I was so tired and I was just like, just fucking get to the end because I'm expecting MGF. I just, that's, that's all I'm waiting for. And then CM Punk gets the big win with the two GTS. I like, I like the way yeah. Moxley fell on CM Punk's shoulders. He stood yeah. up and did another one. It was well was done. A good finish. It was well done. Yeah. Very well done. And then the lights go out, and you're like, "This is it! This is it!" And then you hear Tony the, Khan's the voice. The phone call, yeah. <laughs> the phone call where he's he's telling MGF that this is how much I'm going to pay you, and you need to come back because the fans love you, and blah blah blah. And then and then you have like the backstage thing where he takes the mask off, and then he puts the Burberry scarf on, and then he comes out, and I was like, "The fucking music hit. The yes. fucking fans lose their." fucking minds. Yeah, yeah. CM Punk is standing. I love this from CM Punk where he's standing there with the title up in the air and then he's fucking looking around like, what yeah. the fuck are you guys doing? Are yeah, you yeah. seriously cheering him? Yeah. I'm your boy. What the fuck are you doing? And then, uh, if, had they cut there, had they cut there, it would have been perfect. But then MJF turns around and flips the fans off and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He is returning to the biggest babyface pop in the company's history. Well, no, and I would you say have C- him CM Punk's turn return heel. Was, CM Punk's return was bigger, I would say. And Rampage, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Rampage, thing. sure, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. But you get what I mean. Like he's yeah, yeah, coming yeah. back, and it's like saying. this huge fucking deal, and everyone's cheering for him. And then he turns, and I'm just like, what? 
Surely you anticipated that the fans would cheer MGF. Why the fuck is he why the fuck is he flipping them off? It doesn't make any sense. Turn CM Punk heel here. This is a perfect catalyst to turn CM Punk heel. Because mm-hmm. yeah. in his hometown, he's being booed com- or, or they're cheering MGF, his biggest adversary. They're cheating you're cheating MGF more, so it was the perfect moment to do it. Yeah. Exactly. And I was so confused. So confused. We have a minute, Ollie. Tell me tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah, well, I was actually confused because I didn't know if you could cash in the, the, the poker chip and I didn't know if it was going to be one of these scenarios where MGF was going to come down and cash in his poker Money chip the and, then just, and then just beat Punk. But <laughs> there was no clarity <laughs> to whether you could do that or not. So uh, half of me was going, is he going to cash in the poker chip? Is that a thing that can be done here? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the perfect time to do it. Um, very excited to have... Oh. Ollie, I just yeah. got I just what? got no I just got note that uh, we can go on for another three minutes sorry go on go on oh no no that, no no because we'll talk about the, the other thing after this oh okay okay yeah, fine that's fine uh oh oh what oh no we're not 10 seconds Ollie oh fuck um okay so uh yeah um uh, yeah the things that happen after this that fuck. we'll Fucking get to that hell. in a second yeah we'll get that in a second time's up Bitches. Okay. Um, so not part of the roast. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, since since it took place after the show, I guess technically we can talk about it after the roast. Uh, the press conference, right? Fuck. <laughs> I I don't know if you guys have watched the press conference. If not, pause this podcast. Go listen to the press conference and come back. Yeah. Because th- this is fucking I I don't this company is is all out of whack <laughs> like it's all out of whack and I, <laughs> I don't understand it, there was, how uh, Tony one... Khan <laughs> is Did sitting you... next to CM Punk Ali while CM Punk is burying fucking talent on his roster and he basically shushes Tony Khan at one point yes. And Tony yes. Khan takes it. <laughs> like, what a fucking... And I'm like, what the fuck? this is your boss. This is... He's one of the most powerful men in the world, or his dad is one of the most powerful billionaires in the world. This is your boss. You can't disrespect him like this. Oh, I, it was I wild. I really, really think... I really think Tony Khan is such a big CM Punk mark that he will let CM Punk do whatever he wants. And then, so, Punk is just shitting on Omega, he's shitting on the Bucks, he's shitting on everyone, he's shitting on uh, Colt Cabana, and the whole time, like, he's sitting repeatedly. eating a fucking chocolate muffin. It's so yeah. disrespectful, and I don't know. What did he say? It, he, said, he said, well, he says, the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EBPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and put it into the media that I got someone fired when I have fuck all to do with them, want nothing to do with them, don't care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to go up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. I mean, it's uh, he he really went after Colt Cabana on this one. You know, he he basically told everyone what we apparently didn't know about and and then he took a shot at like Colt Cabana sharing uh, a bank account with his mother and it just it was so awkward and and you know, had he done this this like off the cuff, I'd be like, okay, you know, he's pissed off and he's letting it out and no one was there to stop him. His fucking boss the president of the company is sitting fucking next to him and yeah. is just if nodding you, his fucking you, when head when along. When you watch this 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 press conference, there's there's a version on, on YouTube, one of the, the media have filmed it, and I recommend that you watch it um, because the AEW feed, it's zoomed in on uh, punk, punk, so you only see Punk, but if you watch the media version of it for one of the journals, you see Tony Khan's reaction the whole time, and it is wild his reactions to what's happening. Um, I don't know how this works because apparently there was a fight after between the Bucks and Omega yeah. and Punk. There was security involved. There was what Dave Meltzer has been called a melee. Um, a melee. And, and and the the Bucks and and Omega 
apparently were threatening to walk out of the company. Yeah. What the fuck happens yeah. then? I I don't I, I don't know how you you fix this because Punk seems to be a very stubborn person. Um, I don't know. But I I, mean, I think it, per, K, KJ. I think it's going to come down to it's it's going to be one of those scenarios where it's either it's us or him type thing, and Tony Khan's going to have to make a decision. I don't see how you smooth this over. I I, I don't either. I don't either. And and for for Tony Khan to sit there and just nod along as he's saying all these things, as opposed to telling Punk like, "Shut the fuck up." We're not doing this in front of everyone. This is this is not how we handle business. Unless this whole thing is a work, but I don't think it is. It if it's a work, it's the best work I've ever seen in my life. But I don't think it is. And I feel like after the show, you know, after the show is done and everything, and Punk is sitting there doing the press conference as a champion, the journalists are obviously going to ask him questions because they want to get some information and and have newsworthy news. But Punk should be level-headed enough to understand that I should not be doing this in front of everyone. And and he does with the fucking president, your boss, sitting next to you, nodding along instead of telling him, hey, listen, let's not talk about this. Let's move on and let's talk about something else. And and then you, the people that started this company with you, Cody Rhodes, Omega, Bucks, Page, whoever it is, all these people are, are there and you're just fucking... You're, you know everything's going south with these people. Like, like the the did relationship you see, he did you has see with Tony, them is gone. T- TK losing his mind at the end of the press conference, going off at WWE running Clash the same weekend. I I didn't get to that part yet. Yeah, no, he goes a little I bit. I didn't get there. Goes a little bit mental. I get that Tony Khan's been running running this pay per view this weekend every weekend of the year, but that does that doesn't mean that another company can't run a show that weekend in a different continent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a different on a continent different day. on a different day at a different time. Like, yeah, what what is he saying? What is he trying to say? I don't understand. If you want, um, if you, the AW fans are going to hate this. If you want to play with the big boys, then you need to play with the big boys. If you want to challenge yeah. WWE, who, yeah, it's great. WWE's great is great. When WWE shit, it's shit. But the thing about WWE, it's fucking persistent. It never goes away. It's always yeah. there. It always people always watch it no matter what they've got guaranteed money if you want to take them on you've got to expect that they're going to try and fuck you over because that's what they do they want to be the only game in town so if you want to challenge them you've got to fucking challenge them also if you go back to our podcast when when we were raving on and on about dynamite we were shitting on wwe oh absolutely but as i said at the start of this whole thing when aw is great it's great when WWE's great, yeah. it's great. When they're shit, they're shit. We're going to call it out because, KJ, we love both. Exactly. Exactly. I watch, I watch Dynamite. I watched uh, Raw. I watch SmackDown. Occasionally, I watch NXT. Like, I watch all the the stuff that these guys produce. So, so to me, if I'm watching Dynamite and it's shit, I'm going to say it's shit. If I'm watching Raw and it's shit, I'm going to say it's shit. If it's yeah. good, I'll say it's good. Exactly. So, so it's, it's about what I think... Like that's why that's why we have a podcast. That's why people care about our opinions, which is why we talk about them. So, so yeah. you know, if people are upset that all oh, these guys all they do is shit on AEW, well, I'm shitting on it now. But when WWE was shit, I was shitting on. Don't them get too, me wrong. So. If AEW on Wednesday has a fucking banger of a show, we'll come on this podcast next week and we'll be like, oh my god, Dynamite was so good. We loved it. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. So yeah, AEW just. I I thought it, all that was really weak. I I didn't enjoy it i think start you know the start was hot the end could have been hot i was not a big fan as i said about the whole mjf flipping off the crowd when everyone's cheering i mean i get it's his character and stuff but they should just not have done that you know he, he left as a kind of a baby face kind of thing where with that amazing promo that he did but yeah um i'm i'm interested to see how aew sort of goes about their shows as it goes on a bit now, but I'm cautiously. Uh, I, I think KJ, there's going to be more, t- more, more drama and news to come from what happened at the end of All Out. I think. Uh, yeah. Be some big- and yeah. you know what, KJ, the best place to get that news, I think you know a website for that. 
There is a website, Ollie, I believe it's called itrwrestling.com where you can get this and all other ITR podcasts which are available along with Jim Ross, Kofi Kingston, Jen Louise, Paul Heyman, Taz, Ricky Starks, Bearcat Lee, Finley Martin, Jim Cornette, Kenny McIntosh, Chris Jericho, and a new addition, Mackenzie Mitchell. Ooh. Say it with me. A plethora of news. Oh my god, that's a plethora of news. Didn't see that coming, did you? This is more of a surprise <laughs> than MGF returning. Uh, we, Why are you flipping me off? Is also, is also, I. <laughs> Is also now available. Just go to inside uh, itrwrestling.com. Inside the Ropes Magazine is also now available. Ships worldwide. Just go inside the Ropes Magazine.com and get your copy today. Uh, we also have the Pot of Thunder over on our Patreon. Check that out. Pot of Thunder. Now that I'm back and... from my um, assignment, we'll do one. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, we also have uh, the pay-per-view reviews will be up there as well on our Patreon, so check it out, itrwrestling.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, Wrestling Roast merch is also available, shop.itrwrestling.com. Rory, Ollie's going to keep an eye out for that, that T-shirt at the William Regal show. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, pal. Um, uh, itrwrestling.com forward slash YouTube. Tons of interviews there. Follow us at inside underscore the ropes on Twitter and Instagram, TikTok, itrwrestling.com forward slash Facebook. Follow us on twitch.tv forward slash inside the ropes. And finally, you can follow Ollie at Ollie also and me at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms. And uh, you can smack our asses like a drum at the live shows. Ollie, do we have any RVD tickets available by any chance? There's some RVD tickets available at itrtix.com right now. itrtix.com to get your RVD tickets today. Um, Smack my ass like a drum. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's it really a good time is. to be a wrestling fan. It really is. There's so much drama, good and bad. Uh but but there's always something to talk about. You know, yeah. two pay-per-views this past week. It's it's the best time to be a Patreon. It's the best time. You're going to get a lot of reviews going up and as Ollie said, we're going to have Potter Thunders up there as well. So, uh but yeah, that's it from us. Ollie, one thing left to say to you, pal. Yes. I love you, Ali. Bye. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye, Ali. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 